Well, hello, I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwach. And this, this is, is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. About being married to each other. And the industry. Well, hello there. Hello. I feel like our last recording was months ago, and I don't know why. Because we recorded on Tuesday instead of Wednesday last week. Yeah, but even but that, it feels, it feels like, like eons. It does feel like eons. Well, how has your week been? I feel like there's a lot to catch up on. Busy. Um... <sighs> Lots of ups and downs of a of a work week. Um, you know, I got to do um, got to work on a little VO for a feature, which is really exciting. Yeah, uh, really grateful for that opportunity. Um, yeah, you know. And you're working on something really fun in, in class for the yeah, studio. Yeah, working. Yeah, working at Jerry Maguire in studio, uh, but that was the case last week and the week before. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think class happened last week. No, because. Yeah. Uh, because of you. And last night, you were last to go. Why? Um, because my scene partner is in Sydney, How Australia. How cool And is she that? thought she was going to be running late, and then the person she had her teleconference with switched up, so she ended up being on time. Oh. But we but still, you still were guys had slated to, go to be last. last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome. I just love that it's gone international, and yeah. you can have people it's all around. It's pretty remarkable. It's re- it is remarkable. It's kind of, it is, if you can take silver linings out of the pandemic, it's the amount of creativity, both out of necessitation. Oh, it's definitely and, necessity. Right. But what's happened with platforms like Zoom and being able to loop things in. I mean, you're working with someone in Australia while you're in Maryland in class in Los Angeles. True. Like that's so, that's just so cool. That's super, super cool. Let's see. My goodness. So much happened this past week. Uh, I am two days away from being 36 weeks pregnant, which is insane. And I believe she dropped this morning. I think she did. And it, it was a very strange feeling. I don't remember feeling it quite like this last time with her, with uh, with Lila. But I now have that space between and I can take deeper breaths. And we'll see if she still comes back up at all or if this was the real drop. But that is wild. Lila was supposed to start her first dance class today. But because we, we got rained out, it's going to be in this girl's driveway. It's, it's next week. But I gave her her ballet slippers oh, yesterday. <laughs> melts the heart. And put her in her little tutu and her leotard and she was so excited just the the sheer joy and then she just does the funniest things like we were singing in the car like we do every day on the way to school and part of your world ended and I went Lila that was beautiful singing and she goes I'm a really good singer mermaid and I said (laughs) yes yes you are and then this morning coming down the stairs she goes these are a lot of stairs I said yeah she goes these stairs are marvelous I think and it just so took yeah, me aback. I was like, these stairs are marvelous. I, went, I think they are. They are marvelous. And it just, she boggles my mind. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And she's really enjoying school, which is great. We have our first parent-teacher conference, conference tonight. tonight with yeah. her all via Zoom. It's weird. But it's, we one, it's old. weird that it's Zoom. But two, it's even I mean, weirder. I actually think that, that they should just move to Zoom. It does, it does make it easier on people. Well, yes, but particularly the... <laughs> The teachers, like... Yeah, they can just pop in and out. Yeah, they can yeah. just be we there. You don't have to drive and park and go in and Yeah, the whole thing. and like if you're a teacher, you can be home, have yeah. a meal and yeah. drink water and not have to be like entertaining On people. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two of, of my best friends, Ben and Jesse, they're both teachers, one in elementary school, one middle school. And back to school night, again, it's, it's all virtual this year. 
So I'll be curious to see how that translates going forward. I think some of those things are going to end up being permanent, and I think that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, some of it I do think is a good like, thing. I liked what we did having like the first day kind of orientation. I think that's great for probably, like I would say, K to 5. And when we went in person, yeah, I actually and then saw. like sixth grade. It's important for the parents to see yeah. where the classroom like the is big, and for the kids. The big transitions, I think, yeah, are good. Me um, too. Like sixth grade and sixth maybe ninth. Grade, maybe ninth. But I think the parent teacher conferences can all be moved to Zoom unless teachers want it in person. If teachers want it in person, that's totally fine. I mean, I also do, lo- do love the in person connection and actually seeing the teachers face to face. Yeah, but, I, but I, totally, I totally think that would still happen in the yeah. post COVID world. But I think it's a really, I think it's important to. Um, like one of the things that <clears throat> COVID, pardon me, COVID upended is like work-life balance for the people that could work from home. Absolutely. But w- what we need for our teachers is for them to have a little bit more work-life balance because they're not just educators, they're babysitters, they're moral leaders in our communities and stuff like that. Absolutely. And they deserve a little bit more time off. Yeah. Or a little bit less time on. A little less say. time on. Yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. But I'm excited for that. It just feels weird. It's like, I, like you said, when did we get old enough yeah. to have that? Speaking of old, uh, it's my birthday week. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you, which is crazy. Yeah. One of the weird things about my birthday, and I believe I said this last year too, when my birthday hits, the year ends. Because yeah. it's my birthday, Halloween, Thanksgiving, the holidays, New Year's. And it just always goes so fast. Boom, and this boom, time, boom. there's a baby that's coming into play. Oh, in that's going to just suck up all so of the time. So it's going to be like... This weird yeah. time warp of stuff. So yeah. 2021, it's been real. I'll and see. Uh, we'll see you next we'll see year. See on the flip side. <laughs> Essentially, we have to discuss the Emmys. Okay. There is lots to discuss about the Emmys. Uh, before I go into the winners and all of that, um, a couple of things. One, the fashion I was not thrilled with, but the men brought it. I don't know how much you saw. <laughs> I saw of, a little bit. They really, really went out the box, and they just weren't wearing their black tuxes. And I'm just I glad that, that that I'm just glad that Jason Sudeikis wasn't just wearing like a hoodie and it was stoned out of his mind. I'm glad he was like looking sharp. I like. Well, we knew he was he. His he team was probably definitely still knew stoned. he was going to win, so they they really kind of snazzed him up. But like David Diggs, I loved his jacket. I loved his jacket. It was this ombre sparkly thing. Um, but the the women, some of them looked fierce, incredible. This was the first real red carpet back even though they were still being safe and everyone had to be vaccinated and all of these different things it's the first time a larger group had gotten together because mm-hmm. the oscars was a much smaller smaller group and uh there was a whole separate uh video feed from london for the crown because they all had to be on set the next day yeah. so they were in a separate thing but everyone else was in person and people brought it it was just kind of hit or miss some of the fashion i was kind of like really that's what you chose and then some were like yes you look amazing here was my biggest issue with the Emmys this year. Format? The format and the vibe. Okay. Um, the format, not so much, but the, the, the vibe. So when you think of the big award shows, the big, the big ones, yeah. Emmys, Golden Globes, SAG, Oscars, mm-hmm. there's sophistication, class. It's the elite of the elite. It's what you strive for to be able to attend and be a part of in our field on the you know award side. I know not everyone cares about the award side, but it is the creme de la creme. And they're supposed to be, welcome to the Emmys and blah, 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 blah. There's just this class and sophistication. Mm-hmm. I think because of a combination of them trying to bring in a younger audience to actually watch 
as well as it was the first time back from COVID. So it was like party. It just had this party, party, MTV video music awards vibe. And it just did not have, and there's nothing wrong with the MTV movie awards or music awards for MTV. That is what that is supposed to be. But to bring that into the Emmys, I mean, the show opened. Did you watch the opening number at all? No. So Cedric was the mm-hmm. host, and it was they did a, a song rap of TV. You got what I need. They kind of like like rewrote the song about TV, and all of a sudden Rita Wilson is up there rapping with them. LL Cool J comes out, and it was this huge like rap number about how great TV is. Cute but not appropriate for the Emmys. The How, whole thing just had... Why do you mean cute, but not appropriate for the Emmys? Like I said before, they're supposed to be... So the Emmys que- equal question, and equate. Que- question. Yes. If it was Lin-Manuel and David Diggs coming up there and rapping, how would you feel? That's totally different. Okay. Now, if it was Neil Patrick Harris or James Corden singing a song, how would you feel? Totally different. And you, you know exactly why. I mean, I can, I can absolutely elaborate it. Oh, no, I'm just pressing because I, I want to understand better. That's why I'm pressing you on it. For Cedric, who's great, LL Cool J, fine. And I love Rita Wilson. Don't get me wrong, I love Rita Wilson. You could tell they were trying so hard to pull in viewers for the generation Rita Wilson? younger. Rita Wilson? As, as in Tom, in Tom Hanks's, Hanks's wife. wife. Okay. Um, they were trying so hard to pull in the generation below us and be like, see, we're hip, we're happening, we're having a party. Um, and the DJ of the evening, who I adore, it just, it, it had... Was it Questlove? No, uh, 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 oh shoot, uh, Reggie. Okay. And, and I, he's great, I love him. Wrong vibe, wrong vibe for the Emmys. It's great for the Grammys, because that turned into a party about 15 years ago. Great for MTV. It's, it's it, the wrong vibe for the Emmys. Okay. And I understand what they were trying to do, but it didn't work. Even my parents watched for 20 minutes and they were like, what's going on here? I was like, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm I know. Not they, gonna, took, they took the class away. They I'm, took the class away. It does sound like what you're objecting to has, and I'm not calling you out in any kind of a way, has like unintentional racial bias. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Not in any way, shape, or form. It was the wrong vibe. It felt like a party with the DJ. Let's hit the dance floor and rub up on each other. And that's not what the Emmys and that level of award show should have. Okay. It just hit me the wrong way. It it took away the... What's the word I'm looking for? I already said class and sophistication, but it just took that... The glamour? Yeah. It took that away. It took that away, and I didn't like it. Okay. What are you feeling right now? I'm emotional. Okay, about the Emmys? I'm also very hormonal because I'm pregnant. <laughs> okay, I just want to... But no, it has nothing to do with race or anything, no, or racism I, no, no, no. or things I, like I, that. I, it's I, just... I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying like it just sounds like there's an unintentional bias like against that vibe. It actually made me sad because it was like, really, this is what I'm striving for, and when I eventually get to the Emmys, this is the vibe it's going to be? And it made me sad. Okay. That's not what that level of award show... Well, Should be. I'm sorry it's that you're not. you're in mourning for that. Yeah, in that it way. just made me sad. It just well, not well. It's you're making me sad now talking to you about it. No, but, but that in, mean in I, the moment, it just it made me go, oh, what a disappointment! Like this is disappointing. Wow. Okay. However, the speeches were all great, and everybody was so happy to be there and be with each other, which was which was great. Ted Lasso and the Queen swept basically everything. Yeah, Queen's we, Gambit did we well too. So watched, did Mayor of Easttown. 
We haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. Did no. you watch any of Mayor of Easttown? No. I only watched the first four episodes. Mayor, not Mayor. Mayor. Mayor of Easttown. Excellent. Kate Winslet is unbelievable. It's just very difficult to watch, so I didn't keep going, but I should. But we need to watch Ted Lasso because many people have told us how great it is. Uh, yeah, Queen's Gambit won uh, just limited series. It only won the... I think it only won one or two. It won two or three. It was oh. the first time Anya didn't win. Kate Winslet beat her in that category. But she was great. And Evan Peters also won for, for uh, Mayor of Easttown. And his speech was great. I thought the speeches were all... Except for that one guy who pulled out like a five-page type script, and everybody was like, oh, no, you're going to be this I guy. Roll. Yes. Conan O'Brien interrupted, was a Colbert speech? That was amazing. There was a really fun moment there between them. The, I don't, how do I phrase this? The old school, the originals, the the people who, you know, the Catherine Zeta-Jones and all of uh-huh. them, they were all, you could tell, so happy to be there, and they brought it, and it was so nice to see them having fun. Mm-hmm. And the in memoriam section was beautiful. Ugh, so sad. Yeah, very, very sad. Um, but I was, I was just overall disappointed with the telecast. They had, it had great moments. There was a hysterical sketch. Did you see? I haven't seen anything from it. So anytime you ask me, did you see him? My answer is going to be no. You watch highlights of things all the time. I thought you probably brushed up on this, it's, especially it, for this. It's football season. I, I, the thing that I brushed up on is the, the IATSE strike. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that, too. Yeah, we should. Uh, we'll, we'll do that after <laughs> this. There was a very funny sketch of it was uh, Zoe Deschanel and, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, my pregnancy brain, the guy from Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jason Alexander. And I think there was one more. And they're sitting at this table because they're bitter because they've never won Emmys. And so they're going around this table. as It's like one of these, you know. It's the loser's table? Yes. But it, it, it was set up almost like an AA meeting or like a, that kind of thing. And How many times have you been nominated? Yeah, <laughs> it was quite, quite funny. Who beat you? Who beat you? Um Jason Alexander and Scott Bakula had a really funny moment of like how long have they been in the industry? And then it cuts to the director who's Fred Savage. And they're like, really? You want to talk about that? And like it cuts to him. It was very, very funny. It was like, okay, back in action. Uh, So there were a couple of really fun moments like that. I still, of course, love them. I was just disappointed at the vibe. And in my opinion, classy high-end award shows, especially those main four, should stay there. I understand wanting to bringing in a crowd and uh, relate to the younger demographic and try to be relevant and hip, but you also don't want to completely negate who and what you are and what you stand for. And if you read any article the next day, everybody was like, what the F was that? Yeah. From the LA Times to, no, they were like, no, no, what no, was I that? that? But I was so happy to see television on their big night getting the recognition that they so... Deserved. Also, speaking of Ted Lasso, and this is just it was a shock moment to me because we've never watched it. Juno Temple is one of the leads of that show. She was up for supporting actress. She looks totally different. She's really transformed herself from like the supporting actor look to the leading lady look. And I've always really enjoyed Juno <laughs> Temple. And I just it floored me. I was like, wait, 
that Juno Temple. So I am very excited to watch the show, and we should do it. I'm also very excited to watch season two of The Morning Show, which is going to be dropping soon. Very, very, very soon. Yeah. And Succession is dropping super, super yeah. soon. And I'm very excited about that. Emmy rant over. Congratulations. Thank you. How do you feel about the IATSE strike? Oh, boy. Um, it's potentially going to shut down production in the U.S. The and entire Canada. U.S. and Canada for however long it takes to get through it. It's one of those things of the timing of it is kind of like really right as things are coming back and things are finally getting rolling. But at the same time, we are not getting anything that we need, want, deserve. Well, and uh, therefore, well, it's not I us. am in support. It's, it's not us. It's crew. Crew, industry, these 16-hour days being paid less. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, and, and that does segue into the acting world of we're barely getting paid anything on yeah, the streaming true. services platforms. Yep. I mean, this definitely would go all around. But speaking and like, you know, speaking about morning show and Ted Lasso, Apple TV is because it's a smaller subscription base is trying to argue that they should be able to pay less because it's a smaller subscription base. Yep. And it's like, as I look at my $1,200 iPhone Uh 12 Pro Max, Uh you don't want to pay people like a full rate. And it's they're kind of trading on an old understanding of the distribution model of streaming. Like that's big money now. Absolutely. It's what like. It's I mean, what, look at look again the Emmys and the Oscars, all of these things that are winning on streaming platforms. Yeah. This is where it's going, it's and they need to treat financially. actors, yeah. crew, everyone involved at the top tier. At the top tier, yeah. as if it's network TV, because it's become network TV. It is network TV, and so yeah. as difficult as it would be to watch the entire industry shut down yet again, because it would shut everything down. I am in full support. Yeah, me too. I think that um, union labor. This is the opportunity. Ayatsi has never gone on a full strike. No, they They've haven't. They've never voted for a full strike authorization. Mm-mm. And I think it's about time. I do too. Because uh, our union is weak. Uh, the uh, the Screen Actors Guild uh, is very weak. And I think we kind of need that kick in the, the tush. Well, that's what I was saying. It's going to start a rolling effect. And if they strike I full, hope. we're going to strike full. And then I it, hope. And it's one of those things of, again, the eek because just coming right out of COVID and things opening back up and things being shut down it's like the timing of this is not great but at the same time timing for something this substantial that should have happened so long ago and that people need to be treated and paid fairly there is no quote right time now now and therefore they should do it now so I I fully 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 support it I'm a little nervous of the repercussions of what it, it will do well, uh, and, do you, and do you, short-term cripple the industry? Oh, well, you remember what happened in but, 2008? Was yeah, the, right after I moved there, the writer's strike the, happened. Well, it was the boom. Uh, it was the reality TV boom. Well, Because the writer, because yeah. the writer's strike well, here's made the, the reality thing. TV boom go. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. You can't have a reality TV boom if all of the union crew isn't showing up. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing with the strike. It's across every platform of entertainment. Good. It shuts the whole thing down. Well, this move into Good. sports. Um. That just popped into my head. Is that that's aren't those crew yeah. members part of the same uh, thing? I think they might be. Do you hear the rain? I do. <gasps> I think it might be. I think they might be. I think it is too. So does that mean everything was shut down like completely? Well, I, and I think, but I think that's one of the things that IATSE is kind of going to be using as their big bludgeon. It's like we're not just going to shut down entertainment in the way that you're thinking of TV and and film. You can't shoot commercials without us. Commercials, (laughs) sporting events, all of like, and football season, as you said, just started. I think the entire thing, everything's going to shut down. All those multimedia packages that, you know, like 
Time Warner Sports pays yeah. pays the Lakers yeah. $80 million a year or all whatever. Of, yep, all of it. it. That's all well and good, and those contracts are guaranteed or whatever the stipulations are in the contracts. But you're going to be broadcasting that with some dude operating a camera that's you basically need a doctorate to operate. <laughs> and like that's the thing is like you can't even broadcast a show if no one's there to or a game no, the, if no one's there to film it. No, that's they're gonna what's gonna end up happening is across the board the quality of production will drop to uh, film school level. Yep, and it'll either create an entire new generation of filmmakers who um, are the gig economy of filmmakers. And oh, God, I just had a thought. Hmm. I hope it doesn't do this, but it could theoretically. And I'm just on sports because that's what yeah. we were just talking about. What if everyone in their stand has a fancy iPhone and they just record and live stream and that's how people watch the sporting events and protest of you can't monetize things it. not being... They wouldn't allow that. Okay. You can't monetize it. Okay. Like if if that happened at, like let's say, a Washington football team game or a Ravens game, yeah. I would expect them to want to own their IP and say, nope, turn your phones in if you want to sit down and watch watch the game. Because ah. we're broadcasting this on our networks. Yeah, but there's no network to broadcast on if everyone goes on strike. That's what I'm saying. There's You're no one to game. shoot anything or edit anything no, or no, cut anything. No, they're gonna, but they're going to call up and hire people who aren't in the unions. The, the, the thing is, this is, what, school and stuff. this is what producers, this is, really this is what the big production groups will do, yeah. is they'll just look at it, they'll fix the problem by throwing money at it one way or the other. Yeah. They'll either throw money at the quality people, like they should, or more than likely, they'll try to turn everybody into a gig worker. Yeah. Which is, the, which is like the problem with the Uber, Facebook marketplace, right. eBay, of the, eBay of the world, right. is that... Well, if I can find your work cheaper and unregulated, why wouldn't I do that? Because yeah. I don't have to pay them health care. I don't have to pay into a pension fund. I don't have to pay a standard rate. If I decide that, you know, to operate that dolly um, moving at 40 miles an hour chasing a car should be 50 bucks, I'll find somebody who'll sit on that dolly for 50 bucks and a meal. Crazy. That's, I mean, I don't even think I spoke about something that's real there because that doesn't sound like something <laughs> you'd actually do. But anyway, but the point is... No, but I know, I know what you the mean. The point is that you're going to find people... Who are willing to do it, who are non-union. And they're low quality. And it's not that they're low quality people, they're low quality No, but they work. don't have the... <laughs> right, the they don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah. That's yeah. What, I mean, like, I think about the, the camera ops that we know mm-hmm. and the editors and the way that they see the world and can operate on a set. It's like, it's magic. What they Appio, do, yeah. what they, I mean, there's a reason it's called movie magic. It's because what they're doing is miraculous. And to reduce them to being the cheapest, lowest bidder possible is going to lower the quality of film and television permanently. Well, that's sad. Yeah, especially considering we're in the middle of a golden era of production. We really are. To... Yeah, it's just yeah. You know, Disney. I still support. Apple, I still Netflix, support the strike. Oh yeah, and no, I just think everybody people. should step up, pay, pay them, and negotiate new contracts and move forward without much. You don't need. A, you don't need another yacht, but nope. A background actor, a grip needs gaff, to pay their rent and be crafty, able to eat and take care of their families. Yeah, they deserve to be paid a living wage. Yeah, and not have to work sixteen hours. With a five-hour turnaround. Going going back to Apple Plus, I love Reese Witherspoon. I love Jane Aniston. You can take a million away from each of their 
salaries and they can just help everybody the, out. They can, you know, they can just move to the production pay or just move to the acting pay, whichever one costs production less and pay. The thing is, is that they're both. The thing is, they're both rich. If they just yes, do, they are. But you know that wouldn't happen. You know that wouldn't but, happen. But if they just but if they take act, some, just a little a little bit, that won't make a huge difference to them. That will change well, the rest of the crew's lives. Well, I think about like do it. I think Apple about TV. Keanu Reeves and what he did on the. Well, he's amazing. The Matrix and, and sequels very rare and not yeah. common in that regard. But and to me, when you see a quality human being like that who yeah. is continually rewarded by the industry bringing him back and repackaging him and Absolutely. trying with him again and again. Yeah, I'm excited for the new Matrix, actually. I'm, I'm excited for another John Wick. Oh, right. There's going to be another John Wick, too. Um, that he's a genuine, good human being. He really takes is. He care takes of the care people. of the people around him. And it, it pains me to think that you could make $20 million and not think, well, you know, if I only make five... <laughs> What good that could what do good for the 15 everybody million, else. Ever, the the 15,000 yeah. people that are on this production, yep. if they all end up with an extra 100 bucks. Or more. Yeah. Just what a huge difference that would. Or sorry, 15,000 people would get. I was about to say, 15,000 <laughs> people would get 100. 1,500 people would get 1,000 bucks. Yeah. Like that makes a makes difference. Makes a huge difference in their lives. And it's. That's part of the biggest issue with the 1% of the A-list. I mean, there's the 1% in every... Yeah. Uh, every industry. Society, every yeah. industry, every everything. And they've but, earned it. And it's not to say that oh, they yeah, shouldn't no, not be saying paid not handsomely that. for their work. However, everyone else who was working these 16-hour days and five-hour turnarounds and these crazy, crazy things deserve to be compensated fairly so that they can actually support their lives as artists and take care of their families without needing two or three other day jobs to get by. And to juxtapose it, the notion of an IATSE strike Mm -hmm. against the the Emmys. It's like you have this opulent party that's paid for. Like that didn't cost anybody anything. Nope. Like it cost advertisers things. People bought. Like that suit that Jason Sudeikis wore... That was given to him. It wasn't paid for by him. It was paid for by production or paid for by Apple TV. It was like it, it, Speaking of uh, the commercial, gra- so it aired on CBS and they were really promoting Ghost, mm-hmm. which is uh, Utkarsh's new yeah. show that's about to drop. Yeah. Uh, they had that going in almost every commercial Good. break and they had different packages and different commercials. And that, that I was hope just, it goes. That was just exciting to see. So Utkarsh, yay. That was just exciting and fun to see. I hope it goes with one caveat. I hope CBS continues to allow him to work on um, um, Mindy Kaling's show. Uh, oh, they will. You don't know that. They will. I hope that, but I hope the shooting schedules allow him to work on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sh- I'm sure when you're at a series reg level like that, and you're already a huge supporting on another one, uh, Ukersh will be fine. Right? He's a recur on. Uh, he's he's a recur now. He started as a as a. But anyway, the, but no, that I hope. Yes, I totally hear you because that happens all the time. But once you hit, when you hit the level where he's he's hitting, they work it out. Well, what's his name? Dan Wayne's Jr. had to leave um, New Girl to be on Happy Endings. Well, because that was series regular, series regular. That was different, and yeah. then that was conflicting networks too. But if I'm CBS, I view Netflix as a conflicting network. That's where the lines get gray because CBS is broadcast and Netflix is streaming. That's part. That's part of that thing too. No, they're not. So Paramount I think, Plus. I don't. CBS is streaming. I don't think 
there's an issue? And if so, no, 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 Nick, I, his agent will take care I don't, of it. I, it's not, no, no, no. Awesome. I, it's not that I'm saying there's an issue. I think you're kind of arguing this from a, the wrong direction. No, I hope there's no conflict too because I want him to continue on both. I want to see, yeah, see what no, happens on... But what I'm saying never is have that... Never have I ever. But that kind of... They're, they are directly competing. To think about it... Are they really? Who just won a bunch of award show awards on the Emmys? Apple Plus. Yeah, which is a streaming service. So if you're CBS, you have to. Oh yeah, no, no. I hear what you're saying. I'm here. I'm saying contractually, it's part of what might be going on with the strike. Contractually, they're still separate enough where like NBC and CBS would fight, and you have to choose a pilot or one show to be on. I, as far as I understand, and I could be wrong, as far as I understand right now, those same conflicts are not happening yet but they might but why, and they might be starting if, because of the strike as well so if we'll I'm, see if I'm CBS I'm trying to kneecap a Netflix show like that's why well, why that's just dirty why I mean I realize they play dirty because that's why what they do you, but that's why just wouldn't sad. you go after the competition Ukarsh is a great commodity amazing talent sweet human being great he person is. to have on set I don't think there's going to be an issue and that just might be the optimistic in, optimism in me being like, he's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. So I just want that for him and I'm putting it out there. So I'm just trying to be positive about it. But you might be 1,000% <laughs> okay. right. You might be totally right. Time will tell. Yeah, time will but tell. But I'm still proud of him. Yeah, me too, and of it's course. Exciting. It's exciting no to but. see. And we're still proud of him. Yeah, I'm just excited to see it. But I'm very curious as to what's going to happen with the strike. When is the... Uh, the vote uh, authorization yeah, the vote? is the first. The results will be on the fourth. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so it's... It's coming soon. It's coming soon. I hope they do it because it's just going to... Yeah. Somebody needs to smack these huge... huge right as episodic season is really going to be going, too. They just need to get smacked around. They because do. Because they need to take they care do. of their unions. Because no... Like... If SAG doesn't authorize a, a work stoppage, like, come on. Yeah. You're telling me you're going to go let a bunch of your actors work on non-union sets because the only union well, there... that's the thing. I don't even know if they're going to be allowed to do that because union actors can't work on non-union sets. So how would that even But no, a non-union go? crew, it's... it's uh, right. It's, it's crazy. Because non-union crew can't technically be on a union show so that the show would have to go non-union and then the actors wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So it would all... And then all, all of the FICOR actors... Snowball from just, there. Just scoop up the money. All those FICOR actors. Yeah. Yeah. Which continues to show why our union <laughs> is kind of a little bunk. Broken. They need to be... Fixed. Good luck, Fran. I was going to say, but congratulations, Fran Drescher, because you're now the president of SAG. Good luck. Yeah. Don't screw it up more. Yeah. Screw it up less. <laughs> Just help fix it and stand by your fellow artists and actors and yeah. give everyone the health care that we deserve. I, I wonder. I do hope that does eventually come through. There's enough money to do it. Well, They're that's just... what I'm saying. Same thing like what I was saying before about Apple Plus. Take a million away from Tom Cruise on his next one. Take a million away from whatever, whatever, and give all good standing. I think we we've talked about this before. If you're in the union, good standing for five years, you should just automatically get health care. I fully believe that, and I think that it should absolutely be happening, and it is atrocious that it hasn't. So please fix that. Please. Please do. Please. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> I know those are the two big ones we wanted to talk about today. Mm. Is there anything else? What are you watching right now? Uh, I'm still watching What If. I've started watching Rick and Morty. Yes, you have. I've noticed that in the middle of the night. How um, is it? It's great. It's very crass. You it, wouldn't like it's it. It's very crass. I've seen but, a little bit of it. But it's interesting because the writers from Rick and Morty 
are writing so much stuff for Marvel. Mm. Um, and like the directors are directing so much stuff for Marvel that they're, um, the way that they take shots at pop culture is very like smart, subversive. Mm. And I like it a lot. Good. Um, but sometimes it grates on me and it's just a little bit much. It's a little, wow. It's a little bit much for you. Just I mean, I've only seen a couple it's, episodes. It's, it's sometimes, not my cup of it's tea. It's sometimes a little gratuitous. Yeah. Sometimes it's hilarious, but yeah. sometimes it's just gratuitous. Yeah. Yeah, what are we, anything new? Uh, still watching Younger. It's actually gotten better. So I know I've talked about how I just love the bold type so much, and Younger is fun, but no, not at that tier. As the show keeps going, and now I'm in season five, it, they're 22-minute episodes, so mm. I've been able to do it pretty pretty quickly. Um, it's gotten much better and compelling, and you are fully invested in all of these characters now. So now I am really enjoying it. It's a shame it took me this long to really get into it, and I still enjoy the bold type more as a whole, mm-hmm. but I am really liking Younger. And then Nine Perfect Strangers, the finale drops today, and so I am excited to watch that because I love that show. But I haven't started anything new outside mm. of that yet. I'm, um, I'm excited to watch Dune in, later in October. Very excited for that. Very, very excited for that. That cast is insane. Yep. yep. Did you see the trailer for the new tragedy of McVie? No. Denzel Washington's McBee. Ooh. Love to watch that. Uh, what's her name? McDormand is Lady Lady Macbeth. No way. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Dude, it looks like it's going to be haunting. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to watch Cruella, which is now available on Disney+. Plus. I just... Lack interest. No. I lack interest. I know, I know. I don't I just I don't have the time because all the like tonight once Lila's down, you and I need to sit down for a two hour block and watch some more of these birthing videos. Like we gotta we gotta do this stuff. How exciting. And so when I've, you know, washed my face and showered at night and I'm lying in bed for twenty minutes, I'm watching an episode of Younger because I just don't wanna get into a movie <laughs> and get I that going. That. But I do wanna watch that. I am excited for Dear Evan Hansen. I think we're gonna go um see that. For my birthday, possibly tomorrow, which would be really fun. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing <laughs> more new than that. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you so much. Thanks. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you said, I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Roswell. And, and this, this has, has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Black Lives Matter. Yep. Love is love. Love is love. Is love. We authorize the strike vote. Go. Strike. Go. Do it. Do it. Fix it. Take care of each other. Vax yes. up, mask up. And, and get your uh, flu shots. Get your flu shots. At the same time. It's flu season. Happy fall, y'all. Happy fall.